CXR. CXR. Are we ready? I am. Hey, what's going on? And welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm your host, Nate. We're having a bit of some outside technical issues. Um, I don't know if it's the internet or whatever, but get it together, Comcast, Xfinity, wherever you are. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am here today, and um, this is a new week. Um, I've had a, a really nice weekend. Um, despite what's going on in the news and all that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, as I was kind of putting together today's topic for today's show, uh, I to a couple teacher friends of mine, and we're feeling because there are certain schools that are opened up, there are certain schools that are not open at all, and then there's some area in between where certain districts are giving their students and parents an option whether or not they want their child to continue with virtual learning or to be able to come in. So um, I think a big weight is still on the shoulders of everyone. But I see it happening to a lot of my teacher friends. Um, and I feel like we were already at a space where uh, everything a child needs to be raised or to, to grow with is often put on the, the, the school system in terms of life lessons, in terms of, you know, learning how to balance a checkbook or social skills or social living skills or, you know, and, and as a teacher, we're already swamped with being able to teach your child a specific um, uh instruction, whether it be history or art or whatever. Now, not only do we are we charged with doing that, which is very difficult because many of our children, many of our districts are below the reading level um, and other areas, but mainly reading, writing, and comprehension. But a lot of our districts are still below uh, the average or below average in in those areas. Um, and it's, you know, it's, we can't blame just the teachers, we can't blame the student, we can't blame the, it's so many different factors. But right now I feel like parents are looking to the school to solve this pandemic one and to um, give them some relief. And I, I really feel sorry for the parents who, who have had a, a, a struggle with having to choose between um, having their school child do virtual learning and them being able to go to work because a lot of people can't, one, uh, childhood isn't uh, open to everybody everywhere yet. Um, and childhood is expensive, especially when you have multiple children. Um, and then right now, it's not really safe to have your child in a nursing, uh, kind of a nursery type of setting right now. It's not it's not really safe for them. So um, in saying that, um, I've read this post for our, from our guest today, Ms. Cassandra, and um, and it had to do with mentoring our, mentoring children that are from uh, single parent homes. 
I don't want to make it specific to a single mom or a single dad. It has been put on the shoulders of a lot of single moms. You know, I was raised by a single mom. So the understanding of how do you then supplement the absence of the other parent. And that, what I started off talking about, this then becomes a factor in how come to school with or come to the teacher with given circumstances and now we have to get through those given circumstances before I can even teach you um and uh, Cassandra had made this post uh where it was asking that question like do we I, I guess it was a question of whether or not you I guess black men or men in general uh mentor young men or children from single parent homes. That's how I took it. Um, so how you doing, Miss Cassandra? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? So I kind of gave a little bit of my backstory and how I approached the post that you have, but do you have a, can you tell us your perspective on that question or that post that you put up? Okay, well, relatively, uh, you know, I, I grew up on, uh, uh, I'm, I'm from New York, grew up in the suburbs fortunately he had both my parents in the home mom and dad mm -hmm. and um so but i have nieces and nephews uh that um okay. uh that were raised by their mom well actually raised by both my parents um and because they came okay. to live with my parents you know my parents helped raise them and everything but um they you know, they were without their fathers. And I think only one of them, my nephew, he had his father in his life and his father would come and get him and everything. But um, for the most part, um, it was everybody's responsibility in the house to help raise them. And everybody took right. a part. So it wasn't just, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, doing what they were doing, but me as the aunt. Now, when my niece and nephew came up, my, my first, the older niece and nephews, um, they were on my, my nephew was only about five years older than me, but I still had okay. to help take care. I mean, five years younger than me. I still had to help take care of him, make sure that they right. did their homework, you know, all of that stuff. And I wasn't that much older than them. So mm -hmm. um, from my perspective, you know, I've always seen where that old adage, where it takes a village to raise a child, I've mm -hmm. always seen that. I grew up in the well, suburbs, went to church, traditionally Baptist, you know, uh, church, and wherever there was a need, there was always somebody there to see to that need, whether they were family or not. So, you know, um, for me, it's quite natural to step in and be that auntie, you know, even though we may not be blood, it's, it's traditional right. for me to step in and say, okay, I'm going to help you with, you know, the little girl, I'll mentor her, you know, and all that other stuff. So when I saw the post, I was like, you know, I see young, I see some women mentoring young girls, but oftentimes not really seeing too much. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying I don't see it too much where there are black men that are mentoring um, young boys. When I was younger, it used to happen in the church. But yeah. I don't see it too much anymore. Well, I was a part of a group growing up called, um, two groups actually. One was called Project Raise, 
it was a, a organization uh, that started from a thesis project uh, on truancy and uh, attendance. And um, uh, so it was an after-school program, and they matched us up with mentors. And I didn't have, I had a great mentor, but it wasn't the best situation. When he wasn't able to uh, be there consistently, he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And then at some point he came mm -hmm. back and it just wasn't the same. Uh, but I think the idea of what we think of a mentor is, uh, is one thing, but these children are getting mentorship from other people outside of that definition. Um, and that's that's when it becomes not okay. so good because you have the streets mentoring your children, drug dealers, all gambits, other their other friends, other parents that aren't, you know, as structured as you may be. So you see mentorship happening. It's just right. not what is good for the child. <clears throat> so I think we have to go back to, you know, and, and my right. statement on your thread was um in most of these cases, or I don't want to say the majority, but a lot of these cases, uh, the mother didn't pick the right person to be with when it's the mother. And we're going to be real specific about right. that. But she didn't pick the right person to begin with. You know, so her then bringing someone in her in that child's life then becomes a gamble. Because what is her perspective on who's good for her child? Is it somebody that's tough? that can fight, that that's, that looks masculine, that, you know, that appears to be a, a man, you know, uh, and her not realizing her ideal of what a, a man, a real man is, is not the best because the child's father isn't there. And it's not her fault, but you went, you, you were a part of choosing that person. So my response was yeah. her, yeah. that parent, and it may be a mother or a father, but that parent has to look at what they did or significant before they just start bringing in these village members and that was my you know you know because they're pedophiles and they're rapists and they're yeah. you know Agreed. drug dealers Agreed. and such in that village as well and i'm not saying those people are necessarily bad people but their occupations don't equal up to somebody i would want to mentor me so i, I agree i agree I also think that that because what you what you just stated is is there's a lot to unpack in what you stated um, right. because I do believe that and, and it's not you know and I know we're we you're black I'm black so most of the time when we're talking we're talking from the black experience right exactly um so but I'm quite sure there's white people and Asian people that's in the same boat but as a people. I think we've gotten away from uh, what my parents would call time of courting. Um, and that, right. that time of courting would mean that you're actually getting to know that individual mm -hmm. without any sex, without anything muddling the waters or anything like that, causing any confusion, mm -hmm. making things quote unquote complicated. And we've gotten to the point where we are in love with the idea of a particular person. Uh-huh. You know, not necessarily because I know some of my friends would say, well, you know, you know, there was just some stuff that about him that I just can't stand and, and, you know, and all this other stuff. And, you know, right. but, you know, he's come from a good family or he's got a good job or, mm -hmm. you know, um, he treats me, he treats me, he treats me well or whatever. But 
they don't really know the person. And I call mm-hmm. them boogers. Anytime mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> I call them boogers. Anybody, male or female, can withhold their booger for more for, for about 90 days. Right. And right. if 90 days or, or, or any time after 90 days is where you start seeing the booger. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, for lots of times, um, we we don't we don't take the time to get to know uh, the people that that, you know, that we're that we're dating. And the next thing you know, we have a kid coming, you know, and then mm-hmm. you find out, well, you know what? Um, this isn't the kind of person that I thought I was going that I thought I was getting with and everything. And so now, mm-hmm. especially you know, to find, you know, someone that um let me try to stop this. You're trying to find someone to um to kind of step in and be the father father figure, be the father figure of that child. Right. But you don't really know. But but like you said, it's a it's a gamble because you don't really know if this individual is going to be the best choice to to mentor your child. So it's kind of like within right, our community, right. there's a lot that we have to talk about. Um, and and getting back to a lot of the stuff that you unpack, a lot of that stuff is is have a lot to do with our mental and emotional wellness. Because truth be told, we as a people need counseling we need to sit down and talk to people about mm-hmm. certain things and get certain things out certain generational curses curses they advance throughout generations and generations and generations because we won't talk about anything and we won't get it all yeah. out and we we're we're acting the same way mama act who was acting the same way big mama act who was acting the same way as you know as the person before them and so it's it's mm-hmm. it's just a lot that we have to go through to make sure that our children are good because right mm-hmm. now some of our children are not good some are but some aren't but look at look at where the question was and look at how far we had to go back words from the question or the statement that was made about mentorship these all these things have to be in in a space before you can get to even you know, being able to look after the child because right. often the adult may see the the harms or the wrongs or the or the flaws rather in that person, but the child is only seeing, you know, they are only seeing the flaws. And that adult saw the flaws, but they also saw the possibilities. Children aren't normally equipped to see possibilities in a person. Yes. They normally yes. see you at face value. And I think right. the problem is that I feel because I have many single parent uh, female friends who often look at me as Uncle Nate, you know, for their children. And I don't see a problem in that, but it also, it comes, the problem comes in that I should not be obligated to be for your child. That should be something that my heart draws me to because often because you are, we are close proximity or we're friends or family doesn't mean I'm the best person for your child. And I've had situations where this child was not feeling this, this situation because of some unfinished issues that they may have had with their dad or with their parenting, you know, parents. 
So me stepping in acting as a parent becomes a hardship or a annoyance to that child. And then when you come into the school system, you get two different types of parents, a parent that don't want you to have any contact with their child outside of teaching them. And then they still want to regiment how you do that. And then you get the parent that sees that you have a certain uh, influence over their child and they become dependent on that influence. So much so that you're getting calls outside of the school day in right. order to help them with their child. And I've never had an issue with that. But again, that's not my child. So you need to figure out, one, what the issue is that you're having that you are now dependent on this total stranger to help you raise your child. And you need to figure those things out so now you aren't totally dependent on a system to help you raise your child. Because that's what I'm hearing a lot, especially right now during this pandemic. It's like the system abandoned me and my child. No, we are in a pandemic. We, we're right. all struggling. So how am I supposed to go beyond what is what is um, not even required, but what is possible in order to help your child still be a well-rounded, a well-rounded person? And I like your, your question really stuck out to me because I'm in the process of right now. Of, I'm working on a, a book project. So mm -hmm. I am having to go back into a therapy format in order to go over some of the experiences that I've had uh, and connect to people. And it's not, it doesn't feel good because I saw a lot of times where things could be done this way. And, you know, hindsight is always 2020. 2020, yes, yes. Well, we have to sometimes figure out what went wrong so I, as an adult, can fix these things and move forward. And we have to realize children don't always have that built into them. They don't have it built into them. It's something right. that they learn after they after the results of, but they don't often have that in them to be able to decipher, decipher between what's good and what's wrong because they wouldn't need parents if they could do that. I, I also I also think that we don't people are and I say people because people is general. It's a general statement. People are having children when mm. uh, they're having babies when they have a baby mentality themselves. And the thing about it is a child, this is just from my perspective. And again, I'm coming from my own upbringing. So somebody else's upbringing, and I hope this doesn't offend somebody, you know, but from my upbringing, um, I just do not feel that you should bring a child into this world when you're not mentally, you're not uh, uh, emotionally and you're not financially at least somewhat financially ready to support that child. What I see right. nowadays is that these kids are being left. They're being left and, 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 and I won't even say left. I say that they're, they're being born already having adult issues on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That your child should not be worrying about what they're going to eat. Your child should not be worrying about where they're going to stay. Your child right. should not be worrying about, oh, um, I don't I can't do my schoolwork because I don't have no computer and I don't have. no. You know, if you got a four hundred dollar to a thousand dollar to a two thousand dollar phone and no doggone on where you should not have no two, no 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 uh, 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 um, laptop in your house for your child to be learning, especially right. when you know we're going we're already in the digital information age. We got artificial artificial intelligence and I'm not. 
IT professional, so now I'm, I'm going into that space. But we already have um, artificial intelligence already out there taking over little medial jobs and stuff like that. As an IT professional and as an IT teacher, um, I have been trying to get black people on that um, getting getting themselves and getting their children prepared from a technological standpoint. So when we see that these kids don't even have adequate uh, 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 equipment in their homes so that, you know, they can't learn, they can't learn the schoolwork, like that's not their responsibility. That's the parents' mm -hmm. responsibility. And these are things that people should be thinking about when they land with somebody and you know you have a high potential of having a child. These are things that but, you should uh, again. I'm gonna tell you, and this in my experience, because I've I've had to realize. And before we go any further, audience out there, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, share this out to any parents or educators that you may know of, or you can give us a call at four four three six four two nine four zero three if you want. If you have any input on this conversation, again, you can call us at. 443-642-9403. We're live right now. But getting back to that topic, I understand where you're coming from. And I and I follow a lot of your threads. And I understand that because despite me growing up in with a single parent, I still had other options. And my mother mm -hmm. did a great job of introducing me and putting me in programs where I had those options. But a lot right. of people aren't there yet. So right. we gotta fix a lot of things that are wrong and just right. call it wrong. Don't call it anything else, institutional racism. We know those things exist, but we have to right. figure out what is wrong because of all those things. We know what the problems are. So now let's get to the solution base where we're getting parents on a on because right now you know, we can and you know, I suggested to a couple parents. You know, I know it's a hardship, but go to a rental center or a place like yes. that where you can rent yes. out a computer, you know, month to month, and you're not paying an astronomical fee up front. You end up paying more, but you can always send it back in the summertime and then go get it again. And, you know, until you're able to have a windfall and be able to get it. But some parents aren't thinking like that, or some parents don't have a credit for that. You know, you got to have a job in order to get something from rental center. I thought, right. you know, in, in my opinion. But again, we have to fix problems that precede yes. what you know where we are, what we think are the the uh, they're more so the symptoms. Not having a computer in your home is a symptom of right. a bigger problem. A, a bigger problem, right? Right. So, and and I, I sometimes look at my, you know, people I grew up, family members, friends who did not have certain things, and I'm like, well, you know. And then as I grew older and I began to work more in the school system, I realized it wasn't as simple as somebody not wanting to do something for the child. There's, that's a problem. But a lot of a lot of the times it's more so is a child raising that child. Right. So and that, and that goes, the things that they needed. And that that goes back to what I said. A lot of people are, you know, have a have a they have a a grown body, a grown up body, but their, uh -huh. their mentality is that of a child. And then they, right. and then they, and, and I'm not calling anybody childish or anything like that, 
But call the thing it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it for you. It is. That's what it is. You know what we got to start calling but, a spade a spade. Right. But now you got this child that you have to deal with, and you're a child yourself when it comes to your mentality. Uh -huh. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, people who will go out there. Like I was, I was just uh, uh, in Walmart the other day and um, there was a, a, a black couple in there and they were, you know, talking about, oh, the, you know, the school didn't drop off the, the, the equipment for the, for the child to do the homework and everything. Not, right. Matter of fact, it was Sam's Club. But then they saw this little, little, uh, little uh thing that the little kid could ride on or whatever oh do you right. think this would be a good present for so you're you're willing to spend money on something that does not give your child any kind of value or anything like that you can't mm -hmm. help the child the child is going probably going to yep. outgrow that thing in the next three to six months but you're willing to spend money on that but you're mm -hmm. not willing like you said to go to rent a center yep. which a lot of uh, unfortunately a lot of black people do have rent a center accounts for furniture and television and dvds mm -hmm. and all these different things so uh -huh. it's it has to be they have to, and the reason why i say it's a mentality issue because they are not in the predicament in and mentally to be able to say i gotta put my child first but and, and this this isn't necessarily a beating for <laughs> parents but it's it's to make a lot of, of parents aware because we keep putting everything Right before school exactly. starts, what are you doing? You going out and buying them uniforms and tennis shoes and barrettes and bows? Who sharp, dressed better than I did, right? But couldn't get it together in classroom because they're too busy playing with their ballies or you know, playing with. I had a I had a preschooler. He was in preschool, and he uh, pre K, and he. He knew the names of all the tennis shoes that I had on. Every time I would wear a new pair of tennis shoes, he knew the name of. Them. You know, he would wear all. He knew the names of them, but he I could not identify his alphabets or colors or shapes. But he knew the names of these tennis shoes that I didn't even know. I just liked the tennis shoes. But we keep putting everything before the education. We make every excuse. Uh, a lot of it was a lot of parents on social media. Once school had uh, virtual school had started, that made that same complaint. They didn't. They didn't uh, send me the information for my child's school for teacher or how to log in. And you waited until school started. Right. Yeah, right. I could see you a week before school started. And you waited for a school system, but your child is one of how many thousands in that district? Right. right. <laughs> Most often, you know the you know the principal or the vice principal or administrator's phone number. Why didn't you use that? You know, it's so many excuses for why somebody didn't give you something versus why didn't you go out and get it? And and I think we were just raised in a, a system where our parents had to make sure things were lined up before right. we got to a certain point. You know, and I don't think parents are, are really taking heed to that now. This isn't a vacation for your child because we're in a virtual learning form. Right. This is really it's harder, and you have it to put it more work. It is harder. Put it more work. You know, as somebody who's sitting here teaching these children Monday through Friday right now, and I know you're more with college level students. It is very difficult.
for us to do our job. But then we have to start before we can do the job. We got to break down any trauma that's in the room. Yes. You know, that's yes. coming in the room. We got to break down. If, did the child eat or not? You know, are they hygienically clean or not? Yes. You know, we got to break yes. down all these issues before I can even tell you what my uh subject what, what, is what what or your or your objectives when i was right. teaching in BOCES, um i had i had ninth grade 10th grade 11th and 12th uh -huh. and so when they came in um i didn't know what what environment they were leaving and coming into my classroom in right. and uh for my pm class i didn't know what uh when they left me what what kind of environment they were going into and right. so some of these kids were so wound up and you know and all that other stuff so the first 15 minutes of each of my class whether it was the a.m class or the p.m class uh, my kids my kids had learning disabilities but they were all gamers so right. i let them play the game of their choice on the computer for the first 10 15 minutes of them being in class mm -hmm. and after that time that because the gaming seemed to calm them and it seemed to get them ready for the class. So mm -hmm. I let them do that. I went through my lesson. And then I said, listen, if we can get through this class lesson before the last 15 minutes of class, I will let you guys use the last 15 minutes of the class for you to play whatever game. And that's how we worked throughout the year. And they, they, you know, they got it, you know, right. but a lot of the problem was a lot of people. Now this was, this was, I'm an IT professional. So I was an IT teacher and right. my kids did not, a good portion of my kids did not have computers at home, you know, for them to uh, log on to, you know, or take any kind of practice test or whatever that I was giving them. So I kind of had to, I kind of had to modify you know, right. certain things just so that they wouldn't fall behind and they love the class. You know, that's why they would come to me, Ms. Carter. I don't have, I don't have a computer at home. Is there anything that I can do to kind of keep up with the class? So then I had to come up with different labs that they could do so right. I could make sure that they were on top of the schoolwork and they weren't left behind. So, mm -hmm. but it was, it was very challenging to, you know, because it's an IT class. So anytime you have an IT class, you've got to have some kind of computer, whether it's a desktop or a laptop. Um, mm -hmm. They they try to use their phones, but that could it's be limited. Not the same. It's not right. the same. Like the, it doesn't it doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. And certain right. applications don't work on a cell phone as well as it does on a PC or a Mac or or right. or a, a, a laptop. So, right. but I just feel that now is the time that that parents should know and my thing is you should have known something like this was coming to the point where these kids were going to have to learn how to be taught virtually um i remember at least when president obama was in office how we a lot of black people said you know i'm going to start homeschooling my kids and all this other stuff or trying to find ways to homeschool and all this other stuff but we some people never moved on it you know what i'm saying in now you're at a predicament now where you're unprepared and it's hard. Right. It's harder. You're not prepared right. to know what you're going to do income-wise. You're not prepared to know what you're going to do if your kid has to stay at home. You know, mm -hmm. you're not prepared. And I'm going through the same thing with my niece, with my with my great niece, Um, you know, and she needs me to help her out with this. Now, I don't have any children. So, but right. she wants me to help her out with this and, 
the stuff that she doesn't understand. And because my niece is kind of, you know, street, you know, sometimes the administration treat her a certain way. Right. Because she's street. But if you have somebody that come in there that's on their level, you know, they they treat me differently than they treat her. So now right. I got to step in and make sure that not just my great niece is protected, but now I got to make sure my niece is protected. So that's what I was saying about it being a, a, um, a, um, a, a village, you know, helping to raise mm-hmm. a child because I don't have a kid. But now not only do I have to make sure that my great niece is OK, I got to do the same thing for my niece and try to teach her. But, you know, it's kind of hard trying to trying to teach her certain things because she's like her mentality is I'm grown. I don't need you to do, you know, this doesn't. So but I get phone calls. Can you and help people me? imagine what the teachers are going through when you are right. facing a parent like that that needs help but got restrictions on what they want to do or how right. they want to be taught? That's right. a that's a hardship that we're just it's 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 a struggle because even me as a person that doesn't have children, I feel like Nate, you need help with this. So right. put your pride aside and reach out for some assistance. But right. we don't, we're not equipped that way, you know, and we, we, we've had to do everything on our own and we've had to figure a way out and functionally through our struggle. But at some point we got to get this together because virtual learning will now be a staple in the school system, even yes. beyond this pandemic, because we're not going to have no more snow days because you're going to force you to log onto that computer. And do that lesson. Well, so, as an as an IT professional, let me give some parents who might be listening some tips. Okay, um, yes, you can go out and to Walmart and buy your kid a brand new laptop or whatever, blah 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 blah. But you can also mm-hmm. go to a lot of these places that sell refurbished machines. Refurbished right. machines are basically machines, or either whether they're desktops or laptops. They were uh, broken at one particular point, and then uh, the company bought them, fixed them up, and now they're considered refurbs. Um, mm-hmm. Those machines are some of the majority of those machines are good machines. Uh, make sure that if you're buying them from a, an authorized center, that you get some kind of warranty on it, just in case something happens or whatever have you. But there are a lot, and I don't depending on where people are living. Um, there are a lot of places that repair computers and all that other stuff, and then they do they they repair them and then they sell them as refurbs. The lots of times you can go in there with two or three hundred dollars and buy them. Um, keep in mind that if if it's a laptop, it's probably three or four hundred. If it's a desktop, you need to also have about three or four hundred dollars because along with the desktop, you got to have a monitor and all of that stuff. So. Um, a monitor it should come with the keyboard and a, um, uh, a mouse and all that other stuff. Make mm-hmm. sure that it has I make sure that it has uh, Windows 10 on it because the schools are using Windows 10 right. and that you have some kind of uh, email account, especially a hotmail account that's connected to uh, Microsoft Office 365 because now it's not. It's not a disk that you get to install it on your machine anymore. Now it's in the cloud. Oh, so now you got to yeah. go and, and, and get it from the cloud. So I'm saying all of this because, like you were stating before, a lot of people don't know where they could actually go and get refurbished machines and all that other stuff. 
And they come on. Don't, and you go on the Amazon and get them. You can go on. I was just getting ready to say that. You can go on Amazon and get them. You can go on eBay and get them. Lots of times on eBay, they there are lots of them. As L O T, mm -hmm. a lot. So mm -hmm. I bought uh, recently a lot of four, uh, and I bought four computers for a uh, hundred bucks. Mm. So if you got kids and you know you got, let's say you got four kids, it's more beneficial for you to go to uh, eBay and say, listen, put in the search engine lot of computers or lot of laptops. See what comes up, see what you can afford and purchase it. Mm. It's going to help you. It's going to help you in the long run. Um, like I said, I'm an IT teacher. I know everything IT. I know where to get cheap stuff from. I know where to, you know, how to look at them, make sure that they're good and all that other stuff. And I'm, 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 I've been trying to pass this information on to people, especially our people, because this is information that you're now going to need. You don't need to buy a small monitor to be cheap. You need a nice size monitor so that your kid can zoom in and all that other stuff. And especially if they're in Zoom or schoolology or whatever, they need to be able to see their teachers and their classmates and all that other stuff. So you kind of need a nice size monitor mm -hmm. so you can do all of those things. But these are some things that you can do to offset the cost. Um, you don't have to one of my one of my parents adapted her uh one of my one of my parents adapted her smart TV. They have a smart TV in their living room. She adapted that into her webcam, the the um the keyboard and the mouse to the TV. So there's yeah, there's still more options that. outside of that. Yes, you can definitely do that, providing that your that your smartphone supports all of that. Um, but you could definitely you could definitely do that. Um, I know mm -hmm. even if you got even if you got like a little laptop that um, has an HDMI connection, you could buy mm -hmm. an HDMI cord and connect that cord to the yeah. smart TV, and then the smart TV um, will start putting out uh, uh, will start putting the output that's coming from your computer. So, or your monitor, I'm, I'm sorry, she, uh, your, your computer or your, your, your laptop. So there are was my, that part, she did that because her child was having vision issues. Yes. Over this time, he was on a computer way more than normal and he was starting to get blurred vision and the doctor subscribed it to like, maybe if you get a monitor, a TV monitor versus the, the computer monitor, it will help them because they're on that computer every day now. Yes, yes. my vision was being affected. So that, right. that having a bigger monitor will help them, you know, focus yeah, their you, eyes you, a little you bit. You can more. get those TVs as you know, twenty-four inch uh, uh, television, smart television, thirty-two mm -hmm. inch television, or whatever have you. Um, mm -hmm. When I had a little apartment, I was living in Albany. I was I had taken a promotion out there, but my home is actually in Binghamton, New York. So okay. when I went there, I said, listen, I'm not going to buy another dog on big old TV. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the 32-inch TV that I got. I'm going to take my laptop, get an HDMI cable, connect it to the back of the table, and that's going to be my monitor. Right. So, you know, mm -hmm. and when I was ready to watch television, I'll just d disconnect the, uh, the cable from the laptop, right. and bam, I got my TV back. So right. there's so many different things that people can do. You just have to get very creative in this time. Right. This is the time for creativity. It's not the time for you to start panicking. What am I going to do? 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 
one thing I can say about my parents, I'm the fifth of five girls. Um, but my parents always, you know, we figured it out. Okay. We sat down after we got a little frantic, what we're going to do, what we're going to do. We sat down and we thought about what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. What do you have? What do you have that we could use? And I'm quite right. sure there's all our grandparents, our parents have done that. Grandparents have done that. You know, you, you, you look to work with what you have instead of panicking. Right. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money, but you got a smart TV. You can yeah. use your smart TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you can, and you can, even if you have internet service, if you have internet service, uh, because I, I don't even have cable. I have internet service. Right. So the thing is, if this is a problem, then maybe perhaps you need to go and get a, a, a fire stick or a Roku mm -hmm. or something like that. And, and, and instead of having cable and internet service, dead your cable for a little bit. Yeah. Get the Roku and the fire stick, hook that up to your smart TV. Right. That's now your computer monitor. And now you can watch and now you can monitor what your kid watches and all that other stuff because you got parental controls over those things. So these are right. some 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 um you know some uh, what they call these uh some hacks that people right. can use, especially when you when you're low on cash, don't have a lot of money or whatever, but you gotta make it do what it do. I would I would say, but what you just what you were just touching on was sacrifice. This requires a little bit of sacrifice, a little bit of humility on the on the part of parents, and not only parents, but just that village. If you see somebody struggling with something and you have an expertise in something, lend that to them so they right. can, you know, that helps them. You know, I'm right. not good at babysitting, but I, you know, I could definitely help with a, a lesson or, you know, give them some insight on, you know, some tips to getting through things, but I think we are in this me, myself, and my generation. We allow are too proud to ask, uh, and maybe just not even focus on the ask and just right. needing the help and not knowing where to get it from. Sometimes just stop what you're doing, understand what the issues are, and then right. you understand you'll understand what your ask is. So you right. know, I, I've been seeing so many people now using social media, using social media, and you know, have a problem i've done it you know recommendations go to if you go right. to facebook or everything else go there when you need some help and you you don't know who on your list could help you you know in right. that situation but um I, I i really would love to see some of those hacks that you mentioned i'm not putting it on you but um i would love to see some of those things because me myself i am not technically savvy at all. So yeah. I've had to learn a lot of tricks due to me being on a station and I'm learning a lot of things that way and just going to YouTube and learning stuff just to get this space for me more acclimated to me being able to be a teacher, you know, or right. me just having all these Zoom meetings now for various projects and various uh, uh, businesses that I'm working with. But it is very helpful for us to get a lot of, a lot of these things taken care of. So we can right. get to a point of how can I further nurture this child? I can't nurture right. a child if they don't know the basics. And I'm not able to nurture them in terms of right. them moving forward. I'm just giving right. them the basics. 
and, right. and a lot of children are being pushed into adulthood with just basics if even if they have basics you know right and they're not fully equipped to really live life you know it took a right. pandemic for me to learn the value of credit and for me to actually get my credit in order right and it, and it just took six months really just six months really a year because i've been working on it for the last year but these six months taught me money management i've been going through different websites sometimes put down everything else you're doing and learn something youtube can be a great space for mess but it could be a great space for education and learning as well so um i i really appreciate you uh calling in and if you ever you want this as a platform to come on and talk more about some of those tech things because i need the help we can't do it off of the basics anymore i'm learning a lot of what i can do with just a basic laptop and my cell phone but right. I, I i personally need help so if i need help i know a lot of other people out there need the help too so whenever you want to come back on and you got the time and we can go over some more of those tech hacks and such yeah that, that's that's that, that, that's fine with me because tech is what i do it's, mm -hmm. it's what i it's what i love you know um i've been in tech for a long time um my okay. father had a had a grade school education but i was always breaking things and fixing them <laughs> and everything and he was just like mm -hmm. you know what I'm gonna have to put you into some classes and and so I was into electronics and then of course computers came in and I had the 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 Commodore PET, the Commodore 64, the 128, I had an Apple II E, Apple II C, like I had them all. So you know, know what you're talking about, Rich. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about right now. You know, I've grown up with the computer language and, and all mm -hmm. that other stuff, and it's amazing how technology has has like oh my god how it just mm -hmm. it's grown it's grown yep. exponentially you know yep. there were things that you know we we were talking about in the computer classes that i was taking that are at that we're actually able to do right now you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and we were thinking oh my god that would be so cool if we could if we could talk to people in different countries and all this other stuff and, mm -hmm. and here it is we have the technology and everything and in all of these different uh 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 movies like i robot and all this other stuff and here it is uh, um i think um there was a movie called bicentennial man you know where people were robots and, and they were helping people move things and, and they were actually uh, used as as hired help and now we see ai so mm -hmm. I mean, all of this stuff you know and i think technology has grown faster at a pass at a faster rate than people have grown to learn it yeah it definitely because it's not just typing anymore it really no, no. you know being I, and I, I remember having a web tv and that jump started me before the internet became a a, a household right, staple. Right, right, uh, right and i and i saw how far advanced i was with that but I didn't really keep up with the advancement of technology. But yes. we have grown so, I mean, just with your cell phone alone, this is a computer now, you know, and you can yeah, do crazy things. It literally is. It literally right. is. It, so literally it really, is. It really can, says a lot to where we are. You know, before we, before you leave, I have actually two more questions for you. One, sure. are there any apps or 
tech items that you think we should be looking out for or looking into getting for ourselves? Um, it depends on what you're looking to do. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely, I have always been a lover of YouTube. Whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to learn, if it's a new mm -hmm. language, if you want to learn money management, if you want to know computers. Um, I'm an IT teacher, so I'm always push pushing um, IT certifications. If you are an individual that loves information technology and, um, you know, and you want to get a raise, learn a new certification. Learn a new certification, mm -hmm. get certified in that, uh, in that field or in that area, and mm -hmm. bam, automatically, $20,000 raise, automatically. That's how it is with technology. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. if you if you be Comtia C O M Mary like Mary P T I A Comtia is the state the, the 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 standard all over the world, not just in in the United States, all okay. over the world. That is the standard in the field of information technology. You can be certified in IT fundamentals. You can be certified in A plus certification, Network Plus, Security Plus. Um, each one of those fields have different um salary ranges so okay. the security plus you could be making seventy thousand dollars a year plus with that with the network mm -hmm. plus you could be making anywhere between forty five thousand between thirty five thousand and let's say seventy five thousand with the um with the a plus that's uh the a plus is entry level so you start off like thirty five thousand dollars and you could go anywhere mm -hmm. up to like fifty grand fifty sixty grand and mm. and with the A plus, all the A plus is doing is just you fixing, tinkling with computers. That's it. Mm. You can easily make twenty, twenty dollars, twenty two, twenty four, twenty five dollars an hour. You know what I'm and saying? You can do that as a as a, your own business, and you a lot of those exactly. Yes. A lot of those things are there. A lot of those people are working from home right now. Exactly. And then it's like once you start getting into security and stuff like that. You, mm -hmm. as long as you keep your nose clean, you don't got no felonies or nothing like that. You can get a job at Lockheed Martin. You can get a mm -hmm. job at um at, at any of these big time of 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 Google, all of these different places. But they wanna they want you to be certified. And right now is like the best time to go out there. And there's 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 uh uh places sites like Udemy is U uh, D E M Y Udemy dot com. You can go there and you can buy all different kinds of, of courses for 10 bucks, 11 bucks, 12 bucks, and, and you have it for life. You know right. what I'm saying? You can always go back and review it, you know, and all that other stuff. But it's not just IT, it's language, it's, you know, anything that you want to learn. We have mm -hmm. to, especially as a people, we have to start getting into the mindset of learning. It can't be anymore that we just, you know, all of these dances that we're doing in hip hop and all this other stuff. Because even if you look at the hip hop artists, they're taking their money and learning how to invest their money. They're investing mm -hmm. in bitcoins. They're investing in um, um, bitcoins and um, uh, bitcoin technology and all that other stuff. And they're doing mm -hmm. all of those things. And right. we have to get into a mindset that it's not the way it was. COVID changed a lot of things. But right. one thing I can say is that even with white supremacy, the internet is a is an, a great equalizer because the internet does not care what product you're selling or whatever, doesn't care if you're black, don't care if you're white, it doesn't care. 
Give me a product that I need and I'm going to buy it from you. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. They don't care. Give them a good viable service that you provide or a product that you provide. The internet does mm-hmm. not care. There are people out there that are becoming millionaires with e-commerce mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So, and I'm saying this because a lot of times, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, and don't get me wrong, because I understand white supremacy exists in the whole nine yards, but not on the internet, not when it comes to business, because if you have something that I need, I don't give a crap if you are white or black or whatever. I need that product and I'll buy it from you. How much you, so you often me? don't even see the other person. So it's yeah, not exactly. Exactly. unless they're doing that research that deep, they're not really we don't know who we buy stuff from from off exactly. of Amazon. There are white people that are selling black products to black people mm-hmm. and making millions of dollars, and we don't even get to see the that. The natural, the natural the hair care products, many of those come it's only a, a group of companies that are actually owned and operated by black people exactly. most of those natural hair care products are from asia and europe or you know white americans like it's right right now is the time for us to start getting creative and i already see it happen where people are are, are making their own CMOS and stuff like that and selling mm-hmm. it and all that other stuff they're getting creative you know i do see the black community waking up to some stuff you know um, some people are not, you know, don't want it as a full-time business or whatever. Okay, have it as a side hustle while you work your job and all right. that other stuff. But then take some, don't spend that money. Take that money that you're making from your business and put it back into your business because it's a, it's a, it's a machine. You, it takes money to make money. So take that money that you're making and put it back into the business. Buy more products so you can sell more products. And the more products you sell, the more money you make. Then the more mm-hmm. money you make, you take it and you put it back into the business. It's like a well-oiled machine. But we're not One of the things that I want us to work on more is when we are doing those things, we don't need 100 20. So that means you all need to begin to, we all need to begin to work together instead of trying to start the same business and a hundred right. different perspectives, learning how to work together. You know, other, and I see that a lot in, in say like the Asian markets because they'll open up a nail salon on every other area, but they're getting all their products from the same place and they're getting them together. So therefore they're right. taking down their costs and the money that they're charging you becomes more profit for them because they've saved right. money on their materials. But we got to learn how to, work together. It, it, it's we a must. To work together, but we also need to learn how business works. A lot mm-hmm. of our people go into business and um, they don't know how business works. They're good at making right. the product. They're good at making the chicken. They're good at you know, uh, doing, you know, making the product, but they're horrible mm-hmm. at customer service. And customer service will make or break your business. And the thing is, just mm. because you are the person that makes the product doesn't mean that you should be the person that sells it. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know, we want to do everything ourselves. But when we have too many hands, you know, in what we're doing, we can't like I'm, I'm a visionary. So what I, I have a I have a um, I have a couple of different businesses. But one of my businesses is that I teach. 
I go mm-hmm. in, especially now with COVID, I go into different organizations such as uh, the Urban League and all that other stuff, and I teach their people. But I don't okay. want to go in. I'm not going in as a employee. I'm going in as a consultant. So what mm-hmm. I'm teaching you, or I'll teach your cla- the classes you want me to teach for a year, maybe six months to a year. In that six right. months to a year, I'm going to train. They're going to pay me to train somebody in their organization to do what I do. Mm-hmm. That's another stream of income. So now I'm getting income from training you, uh, training your people. I'm getting income from I'm charging you to train uh, to train a trainer, and then I'm charging them um, a fee uh, to build out their computer, their uh, IT system, so that it can run as though I'm there teaching it. Right. And then I charge them a fee, uh, a consultant fee for you know, making sure coming in, making some updates and all that stuff, making sure that everything runs well. But right. but right now, that's all I've been doing. I've just been doing it for companies. I've been working as an employee. But now mm. COVID has allowed me to become my own boss. Mm. And now people need my services and I get to charge what I know I'm worth. Mm-hmm. So we have to get along those lines of moving away don't get me wrong, we all need hair salons, but how many hair salons can you have? You know what I'm saying? We need to get away from the, the hair salons and away from the soul food and away and start really getting into some viable businesses. Not just viable businesses that black people can patronize, but we want we want to keep our money in our neighborhoods. So we buy from each other, but we sell to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You want white customers. You should want white customers. You should want Jewish customers. You should want Asian customers. You should want Italian customers. You should want a, anybody that fits into your avatar. You should want them. You should want their money. But in wanting them and wanting those others to be your clientele as well, you have to do business with the people who are your startup clientele. You have yes. to do great business with them because they'll yes. determine whether those people are coming to your business or exactly. not. Don't just keep, exactly. don't just push your black clients away once you've right. made a couple dollars. Right. Keep them in your, keep them as clients. Treat them well. And I'm seeing a lot of that in this pandemic. We we have used a lot of us because we see how other cultures use us. So we yes. learn to use us, and then once we get to a certain level, now I'm only marketing to a certain level of clientele, sorry. Uh, but, right. and, and I just see that, and I just want us to get better with that. You gotta drop that those attitudes, because I began yes. to report for insight, and I'm, I'm letting them know that this is this these things are wrong. Get these things right. together if you want this to maintain, because a lot of those businesses that were like that, are no longer in existence right now during this pandemic because they didn't have the client, the strong client base uh, to keep that business going because they were trying to outsource to so many different things. Get your home together first before you go outside of that home. I I I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. I definitely agree with that. I think too, um, especially when it comes to outsourcing, outsource the things that, um, that, 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 really don't need your attention mm-hmm. like for me I, I even though i'm an it professional i don't have time to learn graphics i don't have time for that you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i gotta outsource my graphics i don't okay. have time to learn sales i gotta outsource my sales i don't know i don't have i, I don't have time to learn certain things 
So I outsource that stuff to people who are who are experts in that field, mm-hmm. and I pay them. I pay them of their fee, so that it all comes together when I I because I have this done. I got my website done. I got all this other stuff done. So now I got my shop set up, my website set up, my pictures and all that stuff set up, and only thing I have to do is what I do. I bring mm-hmm. the secret sauce to what I do. But if I've got my hands in this and that and that and that and that, I can't bring my special sauce. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I got to be fresh for what I do. I am the creative brain of, of my empire that I'm building, you know, of my businesses. But if I got my hands in sales and I got my hands in marketing and I got my hands in graphic artists, I can't come up with the creativity. I can't be the creative genius that I need mm-hmm. to be to push my businesses forward. And so then what I'm getting from what they're saying, even the aesthetics of what we do is very important because that actually catches people's attention. But we can't spend all our money on making our brick and mortars or our websites, our businesses. We don't have enough money to pay somebody to work for us. So That's we're true. trying to figure out a healthier balance in that. Like it has to look good, but I've seen some rundown businesses that are awesome uh, from an aesthetic point of view, but they put most of their money into the quality of their business versus right. what it looks like to people. Well, so. you definitely have to do that. You definitely have mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, everything is relational. That's, that's something I'm mm-hmm. always saying on my Facebook page. Everything is relational. And the thing is, is everything is built off of relationship. When my father was alive, he said to me, he, he, he always used to talk to me like I was a son. You know, he was mm. imparting information into me. He said, protect your name, your good name, your good reputation and your good character like Fort Knox, because those are the things that people will do anything for you. If you if you are good, if you have a good character, good reputation and a good name, people will do right. anything for you anything at all mm-hmm. and not just the people that look like you but most important the people that don't look like you mm-hmm. they will do anything for you and i'm experiencing that in my life right now so you have to live in integrity you can't mm-hmm. have a side hustle or a business and try to make a million dollars off of one customer mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you can't do that because then you become a company that's not operating in integrity and people will cut you off and then you become that company you become and, and I'm gonna translate that to I'm gonna translate that to layman's term. Right now, we have a lot of businesses that are selling products, but if you keep marketing to the same ten people, those ten people will get tired of keep on going in their pockets for you. Because at right. that point, they realize that I'm sustaining your business right now. Right. You know, right. A, occasional newsletter or update on what's new or it's great, but you gotta work on expanding. Make those 10 people want to go out and tell somebody else about your business. Don't keep on making those 10 people buy your products, buy your services, pay you, donate to you, support you. Like, they're going to get tired. And I'm I'm one of those people right now. I'm not buying another $30 T-shirt. Well, I'm not that, doing it. In that case, what they need you to do, what they need to offer you is they need to offer you an affiliate program. So every mm-hmm. time you buy a shirt, you get 10% off or you get some money from the proceeds. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So if you do yep. that and you offer people an affiliate program, 
they'll be more uh, 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 more inclined to go out there and basically do the selling for you because the more sales they get, they get money back from you, from the, from the right. business owner. So the mm-hmm. business owner, that's like how you're in the sales force. You know what I'm saying? Right. Affiliate, doing, doing affiliate marketing. Because if I got five people that sustain them, that, that buy a lot of my stuff, then I would go to them and say, listen, if you sell, you know, if you if you make some sales for me, what I'll do is I'll give you a certain percentage off of your purchase and I will give you 30% of, of, the, of the sale price. Because mm-hmm. in essence, they're selling your product for you. So when you do an affiliate marketing type thing, you're building a sales force and you're just paying mm-hmm. them a commission off of the sale. Right. What people right. do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So we these are things that we have to learn. These are things that have been out there for ages and ages and ages. You know, we need to learn how to do sales funnels. We need to learn how to do all of these different things, you know, because you can have a sales funnel and not even have a, a website. You could just mm-hmm. operate up your sales funnel. Right. So, right. I mean, all these different things we have to have access to. We have to learn because they are making some serious doggone money out there with sales with sales funnels and videos and LinkedIn. And now you have the, the business community are leaving Facebook to go to LinkedIn. So now I'm finding myself having to you know, split my time between Facebook and going over to LinkedIn. The difference between LinkedIn is that the conversation is much more sophisticated because it's business. They ain't talking mm-hmm. about politics. They ain't talking about, um, you know, LeBron James or what happened at the game and all that other stuff. They talking business. They putting content out there as to what they doing and challenges and all this other stuff. So it's a total different beast when you go over, when you go over from Facebook over to LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. These are things that and it could be very, it could be very overwhelming to be on all these sites. But again, that goes into you now investing in a partner or an employee or somebody that can handle that. You like right now, I'm working with a friend that's that's helping me, that's starting to help me with those things, and it, mm-hmm. it makes a difference when you can focus on the sale or closing the sale or uh, networking or simply creating, you know, in my, I have a jewelry business. So I have to have time to actually make what it is that I'm trying to sell. And it makes it very hard. So often when I, before all this happened, whenever I would go out to a, a, a exhibition or a vending event, I would always have somebody there, you know, and, right. and be willing to sacrifice a couple dollars to pay them. So I can get more sales. So I'm out actually right. being able to make stuff more or being able to get out in the crowd and network with the people so they can see my face and come over to my team. You know, but right. I, I don't think a lot of us, we just think business, make money, spend it. We don't right. think about all the things. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. I started a, a business very early on and I didn't have a clue as to what that meant. I just knew I had a registered business and didn't understand taxes or anything. That's another Mm -hmm. thing we got to go over. Um, uh, Are the the business entities, um, sole proprietorship versus an LLC versus an Mm -hmm. LLP versus a C Corp versus an S Corp. All of these different things. And that's what helps us when it comes to our taxes. Getting back to what you were saying about an employee. 
You can mm-hmm. hire your kids as an employee, and you know of of, of your of, of your business. If you mm-hmm. own a t-shirt, if you own a t-shirt company or a, a fashion line or whatever, and your kid is helping you fold the clothes or pick out the fabrics or whatever, that that's an employ that's a job of an of an, of an employee. So now, mm-hmm. not only do you have you, and I'm just using this at the top of my head, you got a husband, a wife, and two kids. Now you got or you got you're the you're the CEO you're the owner and now you got three employees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now there's certain tax write-offs that you could that you could you know utilize and all that other stuff and so now that you're making some money from the business now you can hire a, a certified CPA to help you understand you know the tax ramifications and what you can do what's the best uh, business entity for you to have blah 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 so we need to learn all these things because that's how Donald Trump gets rich. That's how Warren Buffett did his, that, how they all do it. That's how Jay Z does it. That's how Akon's doing it. Like, that's how all of them are doing it. And so, mm-hmm. all of that information isn't just for them just because they have money. That information is out there. You have to go out there, seek it, read it, comprehend it, understand it, and move in it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And that's just that's just the way it is. We're always constantly looking for somebody to do something for us. And that has been crippling to our community. That's extremely crippling. And then yeah. you get more of the people who are actually in the who were, who actually came from the same community, but they took the initiative to learn something and then implement that something. And now they're ahead of you. And now all of a sudden they're Uncle Tom's and Sambo's and all this other stuff because they got ahead of you. But the only thing that they did was they took initiative that you didn't want to take. So now you're mm-hmm. hating on them, you know, because that's what it is. You're hating right. on them because they took the initiative to do something that you wouldn't take because you're too busy waiting on social services or DSS to send you your check on the first of the 15th of the month. <laughs> right. that's so I'm, we, that's I've been, I've been trying to figure out how, you know, to work with you. And I, I think, you know, this is, this is really hitting on uh, a way that we could possibly work together because it's, it's lessons that I'm learning and now learning these lessons and it's valuable stuff and it'd be one little thing that we don't know that we keep making a mistake in everything that we're doing um, and, and that's that's been my story and learning those things as I go along has made it challenging, but I'm, it's so rewarding once you get everything lines up because you don't even have to work that hard once everything is taken care of, you know, and you're, you're now just waking up and logging into your computer and work is, is there already versus right. you know, you're trying to scramble to find the opportunity and find the right person to talk to. It really makes a difference when you have individuals that can kind of guide you through it but you are yourself open to being guided we got to break right. down a lot of those barriers that keep us from wanting to learn something or wanting to learn something fine, from somebody that looks like not us know something people have to realize it's fine if you don't know something mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't know it what's right. not okay is when you don't seek the help that you need mm-hmm. because you're too prideful to seek out the help that you need. I'm not prideful at all. If I don't know something, I'm going to try to see if I can find somebody that knows it. And and not, and and I don't want them to just do it for me. I want them to teach me how to do it. And if that right. means that I have to barter my services if I don't have money to pay them, 
A lot of people look down on bartering because, you know, oh, no, I want my money. I want my money. I want my money. But the thing about it is if you, if a person is bartering services with you, then you're getting their services that you need. You're getting services you need. They're getting services right. that they need. And it's a win-win situation. But and people don't look, they don't, they don't look at stuff like that. They, they look at bartering as you trying to cheat me. But, right. but you're going to have to pay somebody to do this regardless. So why not barter with me the service that I need versus what you need? And maybe even if they don't equal up, one of us pay the balance of what we've got. And if people don't look like that, and it's one, because we are starting businesses based on what bills we need to get paid. Right, right. So, you know, I'm charging you based on my cell phone bill due, or I got to pay my rent this month. So that determines how much I charge you. And I normally stay away from businesses like that. Like right now, I am seeking out a photographer for some new headshots that I want. And a lot of photographers that I'm coming across, that I know the charities of the bill they have. I can, I can almost tell now. And I don't want to do right. business with you. Because one, right. are my pictures going to look like what I'm being, I'm being charged right now? Or is right. the quality of what I'm getting? I have to question that. Because you're right. not your integrity again, like you said before, your integrity then becomes questionable. Right. But you gotta right. you gotta make sure you're doing business for the right reasons. And sometimes you'll lose money. You'll lose money and and making business. And you know we see that with restaurants. Restaurants. It used to be a common practice. A restaurant would not see a profit for at least five years. But right. now we got people opening up during a pandemic and wanting to see a profit within the first day. Right. And that's not right. you're not putting you you haven't invested anything into this business right. as it as right. it being a business. The startup, yes, you probably invested everything you had, but the day-to-day business of it, you haven't put any time in. So you right. can't you 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 can't expect a million people to come to your business that first day. So you make a right. million dollars. It's not and gonna it's, happen. And that's that what I was saying before, it's all about relationships. If you right. people don't honor relationships anymore, no. they just think, oh, because I know you, you or because you black, you should be able I'm to recognize me. But the thing about it is, yeah, mm-hmm. you got a little business or whatever, but you forgot like two months ago you cussed me out for something I didn't even have nothing to do with. And now right. here you are asking me to patronize your business. And yeah. because I won't patronize your business, now you'll go on Facebook and talk about how black people don't support black owned businesses. Like mm-hmm. and, you know. You gotta look at how well you are, how well you are forcing relationships. How are you building relationships? That's all networking is, is right. building relationships and letting people know who you are, what you do, why you're doing it, and see if they can help you. But you got but you can't come to me. And another thing that really gets me is when people start businesses that they start um uh, uh, tagging you and all that other stuff, you know, on their Facebook posts and stuff, mm-hmm. or coming into your inbox saying, listen, hey, uh, did you hear, uh, you know, about this new business that I have and all this other stuff? You haven't talked to me in 10 years, but now yeah. you're going to come in my inbox and ask me if I'm going to buy a product from you. We don't, mm-hmm. we, don't even, we don't have a relationship. We don't have, just because yeah. I know you doesn't mean I'm in a relationship with you. We have no yeah. relationship together and you're asking me to purchase something just off the strip that I know you. And I, I, wow. I'm I, just not going to do that. And we have to get out of that mindset because we're losing. We are so losing. Other people got that networking down pat. But when I go 
to these different conferences and all that other stuff, nine times out of ten, I'm the darkest person in the room. Mm. And if there are other black people that are in there, they're not communicating with me. They're so busy up mm. the behinds of these Asians and white people and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You won't say nothing to me in person, but you'll come in my inbox and ask me to purchase from you. Mm -hmm. But when I saw you at the conference, you had nothing to say. It's just how we have to. It's, it's just how we have to learn how to do business with each other, and it's it's we have to get better with our cultural, our internal cultural structure, yeah. so yeah. our businesses will flourish. You know, it shouldn't be a clicky system anymore, especially when you need people outside of that click. To push. So you got to get better at your interpersonal skills before you can even get better with doing the business of um, doing the business of your business. Like you got to get better with that before you can even get better at networking. You have to get better at your interpersonal skills. Like you got to do that. That has to be. You know, number one in priority, taught, brother. We just have to be taught, you know. Right, and right. and the thing is, the the one thing that I loved about all of the students that I had, um, were that they were all teachable. Um, I'm a mm -hmm. black woman, uh, and I was teaching uh 25 students, and out of 25, only four of them were persons of color. So all of my students yeah. basically were white. Mm. And for me, it was after I was a little apprehensive. Because of the fact, like, I didn't know how my, as a black woman, I don't know if they ever had a black teacher. I don't know what they know about black women. I didn't even know if my, if my, if, if my uh, authority as their teacher would even be well received. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do is I had to get to know my students and let my students get to know me. And then right. a relationship between me and them and them and me. And so right. what I did from day one is I, the first day of class, I had to take out a piece of paper and I said, listen, I'm going to take out a piece of paper and I'm going to give you a piece of paper. And I want you to tell me what you expect from me as a teacher and from mm -hmm. taking this class. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to write down what I expect from you as my student. And then we're going to compare and contrast the, 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 what, we, what we all wrote. And the one common denominator that all of us, including myself, had was respect. And, and that's, so, that, that is what that's what's required across the board, whether it's a student teacher, a mentor, mm -hmm. uh, a business partner, or just an average client. Um, and as we wrap up, um, I want you to give out your social media so people know how to contact you. Um, okay. We're definitely going to bring you back on. Um, but give out your uh your social media so we know how to get in contact with you. Okay. Uh, my social media on Facebook is uh I think it's Cassandra Carter two. Uh the 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 uh, number two. Um I am on uh LinkedIn as Cassandra A. Carter. Okay. Um uh Instagram I uh I am Kaz Carter. Kaz okay. is C A S S Carter C A R. I am Cas Carter, and I believe I'm the same as I am Cas Carter on um, Twitter. Um, now on Twitter, I'm not as active as on Twitter and Instagram because I've been really trying to, you know, I've been really active on Facebook and trying to really uh, figure out this whole LinkedIn thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I uh, when you inbox me, I do uh, answer my inboxes. Um, mm-hmm. When you go, I'm just just I'm just putting a caveat out there. I talk about an array of different things, as you know, brother. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, on my Facebook page. Right. So and um, so I, you you're gonna see some politics. You're gonna see a little bit of everything. You're gonna see a little <laughs> bit of religion. Don't take it personal. Don't take it Don't personal. Don't take it personal. I use what I use social media for is I use it for conversation. I'm right. a conversationalist, but I'm very controversial in the way I do things. So mm-hmm. don't take anything that I say personal or anything like that. Just see me as a person that is a, a person of truth and I'm operating in my integrity when I put stuff out on my on my and my so on my social media. So you know those are the ways that you can contact me. I have a couple of other different businesses. Um my Facebook pages for them are not up yet. But um, if you connect with me on uh, either one of those platforms, you'll you'll definitely get the you know the 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 upcoming stuff that I have coming up. So I, I appreciate you for stopping by. We definitely go schedule you for another day uh, when you definitely. have the availability. Um, and if you were listening, don't forget the Artist Exchange comes on every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. unless Xfinity is tripping, uh, and then otherwise <laughs> we'll be here. So stay stay around. Don't don't go too far. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like Big Exposed Radio on YouTube. You can find this show on both YouTube and Facebook. And I'll be. I think I shared it out already to our pages. And that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Peace out, people. Thank you. Thank Wear you so your mask. Much. Wash your hands. All those things. <laughs> God bless, brother. God, God bless. bless. Thank you. Thank all you. All right. No problem. Oh, my goodness.